Welcome to my podcast with me, Dr. Kate Bartram-Brown, interviewing successful people that I know personally that all have something in common. Yes, they all use magic, the hidden sciences and the mystery school lineage to create success in the modern world. Hello and welcome to the Modern Mystery School UK and EU podcast and YouTube channel. And to kick off this year, we are being joined by someone that I have been wanting to get on this show since last mm, November, I think it was. Uh, And I met Julia at Healers Academy um, and we had the pleasure of spending five whole days together. And... um, she recounted this amazing story about why she wanted to become, uh, you know, why she wanted to go to Healers Academy. And I, you know, asked her, can you come on the show? So this has been the first opportunity. Welcome, Julia. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty well. Um, my voice is a little funny because I had a cold this week. So bear with me. But um, I, otherwise, I'm doing really well. I am in that camp, too. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm hoping it makes me sound like a little bit, you know, kind yeah, of but... a little more Kathleen Turner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but and Julia, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I just wanted to say, say, could you outline for us a little bit about your background, first of all, you sure. know, and, you know, and then how you stumbled across the, the life activation, what happened, and then what made you want to go to healers? It's a big chunk. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to concisely reach far back. So I, um, really needed to heal myself back when I I had a a spiritual awakening slash psychotic episode when I was 16. I had run away from home. I had experienced things that were very real, that were um, non-ordinary, that other people had witnessed. But it was, I had no way of organizing it psychologically and had a lot of trauma. So it came with... um, something that became more of a psychotic episode. And the whole thing was traumatizing because it was the nineties. It was the dark ages of mental health. And so by the time I had graduated from high school, I was falling asleep in every class. Um, And I was the kind of student that was like, I loved school. I was an A student. It was my favorite thing. Right. So when that started happening, I recognized that I really wasn't going to make it in college. And I ultimately um, withdrew in order to move to Southern Oregon, to Ashland, Oregon. Um, that wasn't my my plan. I didn't actually know. I didn't have a plan in terms of where I would go. But I met this friend there. She was like the only person who glowed amongst all of the students. And she was a... Um, I believe it falls in the evangelical um, category. She was Christian. She really, but she really, truly loved Jesus. And um, she invited me out West with her for the summer. Um, and back when I was 16, when I was hospitalized after my experience, I actually became obsessed with Oregon. I didn't fill in that detail. So this was interesting. So when, when she said, um, hey, would you like to come out? I went, oh my God. Oh my, because I had given up, you know, I was like, okay, well, this thing happened, but I'm just, you know, a mess. Um, so I went out with her for three months and ended up staying for 13 years. 
And during that time, I did a lot of healing work and I learned um, on myself and on others. I learned several healing modalities and um, became very intuitive myself. Um, however, the culture really started to wear on me by the time I was ready to go. It, um, I think we call it like toxic positivity and, you know, what did you do to create um, X, Y, Z when sometimes you really just need to recognize that something happened to you. Um, so I, I, I call myself kind of like a new age refugee. I moved back to the East coast. I, studied science. I went back to school. I studied neuroscience and chemistry. I still had a spiritual life, but I wasn't focused on energetics and psychic stuff, you know? Um, so, and I worked in biotech. I worked from, um, I worked up until last year in doing lab work. Um, and I always kind I always felt like a fish out of water, but I liked the challenge of it. Um, and so I was um, at that point, though, I my mom had died, my dad had gotten sick, and I just had no, I just didn't want to be here anymore. It's hard to describe, like, I really have struggled with depression and PTSD. And it's a very physical form of PTSD that can completely interfere with life like i i remember in working at a lab a few years ago just like doing my business and then like like getting locked up and not knowing what was causing it and and it was so frustrating um so i was um i'll get into the story of healers academy now so i was um meditating one day and technically i was writing i was actually writing um i i'm a born goddess worshiper i it's just who I am. And I was writing um, Athena Mary Kali over and over and over. And um, all of a sudden I wrote in capital letters, you need a mammogram. Out of like, I had no knowledge that I needed that. Um, and I honestly had put it off. I had a referral for one, but had put it off because I just didn't really care about myself and put other things ahead of that. Um, and, but I got the message and I thought, oh, this must be about procrastination. You know, some part of me wants me to bust through procrastination. So I did make the appointment the next day. I got the very last one at my doctor's office until February and I almost waited, um, got the mammogram. And um, so and on August 19th, I found out I had cancer. So on August 8th, I had gotten a life activation. And looking, I didn't even realize it until I was at Healers that I looked back and went, oh my God, because it, it was caught right in the neck of time, right before it metastasized. It had metastasized just a little bit. Um, and so that's kind of the, I mean, I, I'm, I think life activation honestly saved my life, but it wasn't just because of the cancer. It was because when I got diagnosed, my first response was, thank God, I don't want to be here and I don't want to be judged if I go. 
So this is a way that I won't be judged. Um, and the process of going through cancer treatment and working more and more with the mystery school um, has brought me to a place where I want to be here, where I have found people. I never thought I'd find my people. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I describe the community I've, I experienced with the mystery school, like the weirdo weirdos with the purest hearts. Um, cause I'd always been trying to figure out what I'd experienced, what I, what I do experience, um, on my own and to have teachers now and people who are much farther along the path to work with me and, and hand down these, um, practices that have so much power to them. I, the analogy I use is that it was like going from nail clippers to a John Deere. So one of the reasons I ran away from West Coast and healing yourself is because it was like moving me forward only in millimeters at a time. It was really, it was so much work for so little progression. And this is like, you, you have to like really <laughs> like hang on because it goes very, very fast. Um, and also I, I probably should have mentioned this too. The reason I actually went for life activation was because when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I found myself infuriated. I was more angry than I'd ever been in my life. And, um, I didn't expect that. And it, I recognized that it wasn't functional. I picked a fright with my best friend. I was just out of my mind. And Jordan Bain, who runs the Modern Mystery School of Boston, posted an essay that his sister Ariana wrote um, about her own experience and about Roe v. Wade. And I read it and went, that's interesting. She is un unfaced. She's in her heart. She's not freaking out about this, although she has opinions about it, strong opinions that line up with my own. Um, I went that's functional. And I want whatever this person has. I want to know how she got there. And so I sought her out and I went, Oh, Oh my God, she's part of the mystery school. I actually knew of the mystery school, but at that time was like, no, I'm not doing anything in this world anymore. Uh, and I went into my free consultation with her just going, I'm not doing a session, not doing a session, not doing a session. By the end of the session, I'm not spending any money. I'm not doing a session. And uh, over the course of an hour, like I felt more connected and more seen with this person than I'd ever felt. You know, I it was it was really different. And so by the end, despite my early efforts uh, to keep hold myself back, I did agree to um, I did sign up for life activation spirit, full spirit activation. And, um, I think it's ISIS rebirthing. And I, I did those and I had no idea if they affected me or not. I still was pretty cynical and depressed, but I told the rest of the story, which was, yeah. And thankfully Ariana didn't forget. She didn't, it's not that she didn't forget about me. She followed up with me, um, about, um, initiation and told me the story of her own mother and cancer and how it helped her. And I finally said, okay, I'll do it. Um, and I went kicking and screaming 
and I almost bolted. And initiation takes, I don't know, 10 minutes. And like, I went from like misery, depression, and just wanting not to be there to um, feeling calm. Something happened, you know, we know like something happens during initiation. And once I got on the other side of it, I was just like, I am now. Cool. Okay. So great. What's next? 20 minutes before I thought I wasn't going to do anything more with the mystery school. So <laughs> it's been the adventure of a lifetime. It's yeah. I'm I, so that this is why I want, wanted to become a life activation practitioner because I truly do believe and see that it, it helps everyone. It might not be obvious how at first, and it brings up challenges that need to be cleared. Like it was not a rosy path after life activation, I had to work really hard on, on healing and confronting the reasons I didn't want to be here and figuring out what I had to do to make changes. Um, I also, you know, had been, I wasn't working. I couldn't work. Um, and it, yeah, anyway, you get the idea. That's, that's the story. And so I want to give this to everyone I can. I really do. It's a way you, I can really concretely seed light in this world. And that makes me want to be here. So. I mean, your story is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that because I know so many people out there can relate to so many parts of that. Mm -hmm. So many parts, you know, um, and, and there is hope and there is a way. Um, you know, and, and that's what I found personally to be the most, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I found, you know, the mystery school after I had been sick, but yet still in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And when I started to, the pain started to dissipate and the pain in my mind, I, I just could not believe that you can actually live like this without pain. It's like, you yeah. know, oh. It's such, such a relief. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to echo that again, because I know people out there, even if they look like they have a successful life, like you, you know, you were doing well in school, in research. And, you know, we can put on those fronts. We can do that. But it doesn't mean that um, there aren't parts of us that aren't in, in pain or suffering. And, and, and yeah. so for me, I you know, I related to your story so much as well. And, and I, you know, I know so many people will. And I wonder if you could just tell us, uh, just to, you know, kind of finish off really, what was it like in the five days of Healers Academy? Because, you know, sometimes people think it's, you know, it's a walk in the park, and it's, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it is beautiful and, you know, all these different types of things, but it's just so fascinating. How did you find the five days? Well, number one, it took everything I had to get there. So we talk about resistance and that's a concept that shows up in other, um, other things like in art, people talk about resistance. Stephen Pressfield has a book about it, but it, it, we talk about it in the school too. And um, so even though I had become like consciously willing to do this, roadblocks start, started showing up, including, um, you know, PTSD really taking me out for a while. And then a, um, 
I thought I had a kidney infection that mimicked one I, a significant one I'd had 20 years before to the point that I was sent to the emergency room. And uh, I was in one of my final prereq for Healers Academy sitting in this class with, at an eight out of 10 in pain. And I was just staring at Ariana and I mouthed her like, I'm staying here. Like, I'm just kidding. Baby. I butt in my seat. And I did, um, which felt kind of like the final frontier. But once I got to Healers Academy, um, maybe it was even on the first day. My God, we were practicing on each other and um, members of the panel come around and and correct us or, you know, make sure we're doing things correctly. And um, one of the panel members was adjusting what I was doing, but I couldn't figure out what it was that she was really telling me to do. And I became self-critical. Like the a whole thing started where I just went into like a, an old pattern of criticism and self-hatred and reactivity. And I recognized I was getting, uh, we say activated now instead of triggered, but you know, I was getting activated. Um, and I knew that that might come up at healers and I had all of my tools ready. And I was, I told you and I told other panel members who really helped me. And I felt really confident that I could walk out, go back to my hotel. And uh, when I walked out of the room, it was, it was almost like the room spun. Like I became disoriented in terms of direction and realized that I was too dissociated to go. And I sat down and my legs froze up from froze up from the waist down, which hadn't happened in like 10 years. And it's one of the weirder things that's happened to me with trauma. And it's really a bear to come out of, at least historically. And so I didn't know many people there. I'm going, oh my God, these, these people are so, you know, have it together. And they're probably like, what is wrong with this girl? And I'm, I'm having this whole thing happen. And I'm trying to say, yep, I'm okay. Just need to sit here. Just <laughs> And uh, Gunny actually came over and he goes, oh, how are you doing? Are you tired? And I, I'd never met him. So I was going like, um, uh, actually, I'm having a healing crisis, but that's why I'm here. And thank you so much for the, I'm like, you know, fangirling. And, but I saw his eyes become just so soft. And it was the first like in-person glimpse of who he is. Um, it was really beautiful. And Hideto came by in a leopard print suit. It was like, that is amazing. And I'm in the right place. But ultimately, I had to be wheeled, wheeled out in an office chair and walk back to my hotel room where um, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to continue. But I found, I somehow found my way through. And then the next day, I was... Uh, receiving a life activation, or at least as much as we learned until then. And it came like, I started getting activated going, Oh, no, here it comes again. And I just went, I am staying right here again, like I will myself to stay right here. And for the first time in my life after I don't know, 10 minutes of just going, might mm, maybe even longer. Um, all of a sudden, it cleared like a cloud, it just cleared. And that showed me that I have other ways of getting through this, that new ways are, are now available to me. 
um, and that healing really was possible and that I could really do it. And the rest of Healers Academy was, was pretty okay. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it, I, it's not sunshine and roses. It is sometimes definitely is it's worth, I mean, it's worth all of it. Um, yeah. And I came back and the first person I life activated was my father who, you know, he had a really hard life. He was pretty rough with us. And, uh, I joked that it was my revenge because <laughs> I've only ever, you know, I think with our parents, like no matter who they are, who they've been, we just want to give them healing and light and show them something better. And um, he, he has Alzheimer's um, and it's really softened his personality actually. And he surrendered to this weird thing his daughter was doing. And um, I think within two weeks he had, um, reconnected with his sister whom he has hated and not seen since the 80s I got a picture from from my brother of him holding her hand she was in the hospital and he's in a wheelchair and it was probably like even bigger than whatever happened with me like it was one of the miracles of my life to see that and um I truly believe that life activation opened that possibility up for him so yeah that is absolutely yep. tremendous and yeah I'm really I, I you know it's important that people understand you know when they come to Healers Academy it is a beautiful experience but it's going to reach those parts of us that we couldn't reach before exactly it's going to go so deep and it's going to bring that that so that we can heal that we can move forward that we can shift and then we, you know, we, we, of course, as you know, are blessed at the end with the second step initiation, which anchors all that light into our structure. Mm -hmm. So, oh my goodness, I am so grateful for you doing this interview and sharing your story so beautifully and, uh, you know, be willing to let us in and, and, mm -hmm. and, and here. Um, I'm sure that, um, you know, hopefully you'll come back onto the podcast and share some more of your experience, <laughs> uh, you know, as, as we go along. But thank you so much, Julia. Thank you. Thank you, too. Thank you so much, Kate. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Healers Academy happens all around the world. And uh, the next one is in March in the UK, EU. Uh, it's March 2024, in case you're watching this on a playback. Um, and then we have May in Canada. So, um, yeah, come and join us. Uh, take care for now. And uh, good night, everyone. <laughs>